Welcome to another edition of... Oh, I forgot my thunder. Where's my thunder? Hang on, we're getting thunder. I'm not... I didn't come all this way not to have thunder. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) I missed the thunder. Oh, my God. I need another random... uh, We need a random soundbite right now. What are we going to do? Oh... Okay. Oh, oh, ladies, ladies. I'm sorry, I forgot the thunder, but let's bring it down, and that's loud. What are you doing? Oh my goodness. I. All right, shut up. Like you never made a mistake before. Anyway, <laughs> I forgot my thunder. Um, this is a thunderless episode of Tales from the Attic. Thunderless. Oh, boy. (sighs) Well, how you been, people? Hey, if you're new to Tales from the Attic, this is what this is about. I grab a random comic from my attic, I I read it, and then we go through it together. And we have a hoot and a holler and a laugh and 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 other stuff. But first, I'm discombobulated. I thought I was all prepped. I had my comic... I got my my delicious crystal light lemonade right here in front of us. I'm dying because of my allergies and this is allergy season and I can't. Enough about my problems. Let's get to the sponsor. The sponsor for this episode is Discount Comic Book Service. What? That's right. DCBS.com where you could save average 35 40% but sometimes all the way up to 75% off your monthly books. Are you kidding me? Look, we're reading comics. You love comics, I love comics. I have used them for like I think it's like 5 years now. Never had a problem. And now you jump right on. Jump right on dcbservice.com and boom, you look in previews, you find out what you want and you just Click on it. That's my clicking sound. <laughs> That's right. And and you just right on there, and then you get all the Batman books and the other stuff. Whatever you you don't have to read Batman. You should. It's good, but you don't have to. I'm not I'm not shoving it down your throat. But DCBService.com. Look, up to seventy five percent off. You gotta ask yourself one question. What the hell am I waiting for? Get there, DCBService.com. And now to our feature presentation. Let's all go to the lobby. No, no, it's the feature presentation. You don't go to the lobby to the feature. We are going to look, it's no secret. 
if you know me at all, or if you listen to the PKD Black Box or any other podcast I'm on, I'm a G.I. Joe fan. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm proud of that. I got some action figures. I got I got I got a GI Joe tattoo. I got I got massive collection of comic books, but my favorite is comic books of all were the Marvel run of G.I. Joe. I love what IDW is doing, don't get me wrong, but I mean, you got to go to the classics, brother. So we are going to do today, G.I. Joe, a real American hero, number 48. What? 48. Written by Larry Hama and pencils by Rod Wiggum. <laughs> that's, that's Ralph Wiggum's older brother. My art looks like cat food. No, that doesn't make any sense. And that was a horrible Ralph Wiggum. Stop it, Donnie. Let's get on it. We open up. What year is this? Hang on. I usually do that, don't I? 1986. I was I was 13. I was 13. I was just starting to become a man. <laughs> I'm surprised I had time to uh to um to read this book actually when I was 13 because I discovered something in my life which was myself if you know what I mean and that took up a lot of my time anyway we open up this <laughs> we're off to a banging start on Cobra Island the name of this this comic is Slaughter dun 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 alright and there's Dr. Mindbender and Destro and Baroness and they're in front of a hiss tank in front of the ocean on Cobra Island which I already said and Dr. Mindbender's like he's dead Destro we all saw the Baroness empty her pistol into him and who's Destro pulling out of the water a dead storm shadow what he's dead D-E-D dead and Destro's all like, you could never be too careful where ninjas are concerned, Dr. Mindbender. Now, look, I'm not a ninja expert, nor do I claim to be. Uh, but if someone emptied a pistol into somebody, uh, chances are they're dead. But Destro, hey, you, you know, we're living in a world where a guy walks around with a steel face. So what, what do I know? And he's also saying, Destro's like, I assume that the that. Wait, hang on. <laughs> I assume that the Baroness rationale for killing an exhausted unarmed man. No pulse. The eels have take. E oh, have the eels take him away? I forgot. Eels are uh, the cobra underwater dudes. I'm sorry. It's just he was in the ocean. They said eels. I thought they were really gonna have eels take him. But anyway, so Baroness is all. Even a crippled, blind, and dying ninja is too dangerous to take prisoner. <laughs> He's he's crippled, blind, and dying. But he's still too dangerous to take prisoner. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Listen to this. They are even capable of slowing respiration and heartbeat to feign death. Is that, are you serious? But I really think that um, if you empty a pistol into Storm Shadow, he's really not going to need that trick. You, you pretty much did that for him. Uh, and so Destro's like, very true, very convenient, very final. I dropped my Destro voice, by the way. It was tripping me up. And Dr. Mindbender in his cape, his cape and suspenders, his cobra suspenders with his pink pants and his stripper boots. What the hell is going on here? And he's all, eels, take the body to the cold storage. Such good genetic material shouldn't go to waste. What the hell is he going to do to Storm Shadow? You'll find out maybe one day. And we switch places days later on Staten Island, Fort Brat, Fort 
Wadsworth. Force, fourth, Fort Wadsworth. And, and you hear a whisper, Better fix your rubber mask, snake eyes. The edge is showing at your collar. And we're in the PX snack bar. And Scarlet and Snake Snake Eyes. How's he eat with a rubber mask on his face? I don't know. And his sunglasses. Always wearing his chips sunglasses. Is that Eric Estrada or the blonde guy? No, it's Snake Eyes. He's going to chop you in half. And so she's all, that's better. You've been a bit careless and nervous since, since you returned from Cobra Island. That's natural. Is it? Well, I've never been, so I, maybe it is. <laughs> It must have been awful, awful, awful. I mean, awful. <laughs> I never learned to read. To see Baroness shoot down Storm Shadow and not be able to do anything about it. I know he was like a brother to you when he wasn't trying to kill you. She didn't say that. I did. Uh, and then she's like, "But you gotta let it go." Dude, this happened days later. Way to be a way to be a supportive girlfriend, Scarlet. You gotta let it go. Your brother just died. You know. You gotta let it go and live. That's what she's telling him. Storm Shadow made vengeance the sole purpose of his existence, and that's what killed him in the end. You can't base a life on hate. <gasps> Message. You have to leave leave room for love. All you need is love. Love. Love is all you need. She didn't sing any of that, neither did Snake Eyes, because he's mute. <sighs> I did. That was me. Improving. On page three, it's already like a four-hour podcast. Anyway, come on, you, she says. You and your old pal Scarlet are going to chair up Ripcord in the dispensary. He's being dispensed. And we go, where we are. Oh, where are where we are? Erg. In the sick bay, one of the lowest levels of the pit. The pit is the G.I. Joe headquarters, in case you didn't know. We got Doc and Ripcord. And Doc has got a syringe. And he's like, your wounds are healing up remarkably fast, Ripcord, but let me give you this drug, this just mystery drug that's in here. That's not true. He didn't say that. He said, it must be all that clean living, huh? And he's like, uh, sure, anything you say, Doc. Doc's all, just taking a routine blood test. Momentarily, Doc's got his shades up, and he's looking under a microscope, and he goes, what? Impossible. This blood sample doesn't match the blood type and Ripcord's records. And then all of a sudden, there's like a weird flash of light um, behind uh, Doc in, in, in Ripcord's room. Because Ripcord's room is it's conveniently located next to the bio lab where we could run drug tests and stuff. See if you're on the drugs. Well, of course he's on the drugs. He just gave him a syringe full of drugs. Ripcord failed his drug test. I'd say better call the union, buddy. I don't know. What What am I talking about? That, none of that happened. So Doc opens up the door to Ripcord's room on the other side of the bio lab, and he goes, Ripcord, what the? And Ripcord's gone, but you know who's there? Snake Eyes. What? And he's like, Snake Eyes, what are you doing here? And where's Rip? Snake Eyes just hauls off and just ninja punches him in the face. I don't know exactly what a ninja punch is, but... <laughs> Snake Eyes is a ninja and punch Doc in the face. Therefore, that would be a ninja punch. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, <gasps> Snake Eyes is changing right before our very eyes in front of an unconscious Doc. And he's all, where indeed? It's not Ripcord at all. It's Zartan. Oh, my God. How did Zartan get on the island? Well, you should have read 
issue 40, 47, which I did. I know how it happened, but I want you people to run out and check it out. But here we go. Boom. Changing scenes again in Springfield, the Springfield Municipal Hospital. Hey, Zartan, your friendly neighborhood Dreadnoughts are here to visit with you, and we brunged flowers. Dreadnoughts are not good with English. Well, they are Australian, but anyway. And he's all, yeah, another Dreadnought. You can't tell because this is all coming from a window. And he's all, yeah, the people they really were for won't miss them. Why are they dead? What happened? Oh, my God, they are dead. Torch is holding one a, a flower ring that says, rest in peace. You don't really want to bring that to somebody in a, in a hospital bed. If I was in a hospital and one of my friends brought me a rest in peace wreath, I think I'd be a little nervous. I'd be like, do you know something I don't know? Did you talk to the doctor? Anyway, and uh, Torch is all like, we even brung you grape soda and sweets. Now, here you go. Just so anybody who doesn't know, Larry Hama has basically, uh, I don't think Hasbro wanted the um, the Dreadnoughts to be all like drinking beer and, and all that nonsense. So basically, they replaced beer with grape soda, and they are in love with uh, chocolate donuts as well. And uh, Torch is like, of course, it won't hardly make up for old Buzzer swiping your scooter, but... And Buzzer's like, shut up, torture all. And then Ripper pulls Torch out of the room, and he's like, let's go, matey. Because <laughs> I hear Australians say that all the time, matey. Buzzer's got some explaining to do. And then there's, like, a nurse at a desk and a Cobra officer with a full AK-47 assault rifle. It's just standing in front of the desk like, like, yeah, I'm here to see my grandpa, room four. Um, but Buzzer stole Zartan's bike in, in, way back in, in number 35, issue 35. But uh, so, so now uh, Buzzer's trying to explain to Zartan. He's like, I wasn't really like I was stealing your cycle, Zartan, just borrowing. I was going to return it, but, but I got captured by the Joes, and they took me to the pit, and they escaped with a hostage. And he's like, what? Zartan's awake, and he's like, what? But this isn't really Zartan, because Zartan's at the pit, so who is this? I know who it is. It's Ripcord. Spoiler alert. <laughs> and he's like, that's what I've been try- saying to you. I know where the pit is. I didn't tell no cobras because I was saving it all for you. And and, and Tartan grabs him. He's like, who cares about the pit? What happened to the girl? Meanwhile, back at the pit, Snake Eyes in rubber mask form and Scarlet, they walk into uh, Ripcord's room, but he's not there. And Doc is just waking up. And she's like, Doc, what happened? Where's Ripcord? And then Doc's like, the blood type was all wrong. Snake Eyes slugged me. He was wearing his battle gear. And, and Scarlet's like, no way, Doc. Snake Eyes been with me all day. And he's been wearing his khakis. <laughs> so Doc was like, someone masquerading as Snake Eyes. The pit has been penetrated, giggity. So then Scarlet, because every hospital room in the pit has its own alarm system, she slaps the alarm and says, I'm sounding a security alert. And then all of a sudden over the intercom... We got Stalker and Cutter and uh, Gung Ho and another guy with a Tom Selleck mustache. I can't really tell who it is. They're all sitting there. And then all the Aruga, Aruga, clang, clang, clang. That's their that's their uh, alarm. High-tech government agency has Aruga, Aruga, clang, clang, clang. And there's a voice over the thing, and it says, the, the loudspeaker says, Attention all Joes, intruder in the pit, detain and control, subject is armed dangerous. And Gung Ho's all like, 
He won't feel so dangerous if he runs into me. And then all of a sudden, the, you look in that panel, and the, behind the panel, there's a snake eyes in full battle gear, and he's peeking around the corner, but it can't be snake eyes because snake eyes is rubber masked. And then Scarlet's on the CB thingy over the intercom, and she's all, Subject last seen disguised as snake eyes in the vicinity of, snake, of the sick bay. Not the snake bay, but the sick bay. The Michael Bay. The intruder may have taken ripcord prisoner. Institute search patterns and proceed with caution. And all of a sudden, Tripwire appears. And then Cutter's all like, Tripwire? I thought I just saw snake eyes coming down the hall. Just where you are. And he's all, uh, he was. I saw him duck down that corridor. Yeah, that's the ticket. And they're all, thanks, Tripwire. You stay here and secure this corridor. And he's like, you could only go on up the stairs. And who's who's around the corner with a pile of papers? Tripwire. And, and then uh, the dude, I'm not sure who he is, is all like, Tripwire, how did you? And then they trip, because his name's Tripwire. He's really clumsy, and he dropped all the papers all over the place. Now, some people here, this is what cracks me about G.I. Joe. Some people are in, like, their military uniforms, like you would see in the Army. Tripwire, who is, like, the landmine expert, is still wearing... <laughs> he's still wearing, like, his lead heavy-ass vest. And he's, like, filing papers with a heavy-ass lead vest on uh, and, and his helmet with his goggles. Meanwhile, meanwhile, in Springfield... Zartan's up, you got Buzzer pushed against the wall, and he's like, what, you left Candy in the middle of nowhere? He's like, leave her? She kicked me out of the truck at gunpoint. You should really be out of, shouldn't you really be out of bed? Uh, You know, the doctor said, and ripcord Zartan, smacks him in the face, smacks Buzzer in the face with a, uh, with a bedpan. I hope it's empty, because that's gross. And he goes, she must have been desperate to get away from you, what you did to her, you slimy. And he's on the ground, dude. He's just punching him in the face. He's punching Buzzer in the face. He's like, tell me, what what did you do? And then Torch and, 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 um, and Buzzer come in. No, not Buzzer. What's his name? Torch and, and Ripper come in, and they're all, what's all this? And he's all, Ripper, Torch, help me. He's going berserk. And, and Zartan's all screaming, Zartan, ripcord, Zartan, not the real Zartan. He's all, he took my candy, he took my candy. Because <laughs> ripcord was in love with this girl named Candy, whose father, I think, was a clown or something. I can't remember. Something like that. And, and Torch is all like, he, what's he babbling on for? He's, he's going crazy for, for chocolate. He's bloody bonkers. He's all, you're telling me. We have to subdue him and get him out of Springfield till he calms down. If the Cobras get wins of this, we'll be out of a job. All of us. Meanwhile, Washington, D.C. We are all over the place. And uh, you hear a voice from inside the State Department, and he's all, This is preposterous. Why should we even consider established diplomatic relations with Cobra Island? We were forced to recognize Cobra Island as a foreign, a sovereign, foreign, uh, a sovereign state as a concession to neighboring governments but for the united states to enter the diplomatic immunity no diplomatic relations with an island full of terrorist thugs is absolutely unthinkable i think this guy's voting no i don't know i just call it a feeling and another guy in a suit is all absolutely and the other guy's here here and we got a harumph and there's a dude next to a cobra officer with his legs crossed smoking a big ass cigar talking about there are no absolutes in diplomacy, gentlemen, and it would behoove your government to make nice with Cobra Island for a number of reasons. If 
if we don't have any diplomatic relations with you, what could possibly stop us from leasing some nice beach beachfront property as a missile site? So convenient, too, within striking distance of American heartland. Dun-dun-dun! Back on Staten Island. You want the chaplain's assistant's motor pool. Just the other side of the reading room and tea parlor. What is the hell is... Is this an army base? Or what? Reading room and tea parlor. Is that one building, you think? Or is it two? And there's this gigantic dude in camouflage. And he's a sergeant, you could see. And on his duffel bag, it says Sergeant Slough. Who can it be now? I'll give you a hint. It's a guy that faced him a wrestling career. And he beats the crap out of me. I'm going to tell you that straight up, straight up, not tell me. Meanwhile, in the pit. Oh, my God, I'm dizzy. Did you see him roadblock? And he's all, not a sign torpedo. And then quick kick. You know how you can tell it was quick kick? He ain't got no shoes on. How come quick kick can never get shoes? Poor guy. He's all, there he is. And then other Jews are like, quick, grab him, let's grab him, quick kick. And he's like, you hold him down, Ricondo, and I'll take off his mask. And they take off his mask. And it's the real snake eyes. And Roblox's like, he's the real snake eyes. Snake <laughs> Real snake eyes. There's no doubt about it. I guess you knew Joe's never saw his real face. He's very ugly and scarred and horrible. You should look the other way. Try not to vomit while you're looking at him because... No, he didn't say anything. And then all of a sudden, um, Scarlet comes running by. She's like, stop the intruder. was wearing snake eyes battle gear. And all of a sudden, there's a flash. And who comes from around the computer? tripwire and he's all well, let's keep moving and she's all right seal off the upper levels we can't let the intruders reach the surface meanwhile in the midwest the dreadnoughts stole 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 an ambulance the uh and and torture ripper are like that zartan been looking and acting strange since he came back from cobra island it's more than just being ticked off at, at buzzer about his stolen scoot we got to get him back to our, our hideout in New Jersey and straighten out his brains. I hope they don't really do that. And they're flying by and behind uh, a big old billboard. You got two cops sitting there ready just with a, with a gun, with the radar gun. And they're like, hey, Earl, ain't that that Springfield ambulance a few hundred miles back out of his Balwick? And he goes, yep, that makes him a speeder in my book. He must be clocking 95. So we'll sneak up behind and sprinkle salt on his tail. So they come up behind him and there's like, wee roo, wee roo. There's a siren. The cops are after the dreadnoughts. And they got Zartan uh, strapped down on the, on the, what you call it? The stretcher. And Ripper's all like, we got us an unwanted police escort. Do something, Torch. So he opens up the back of the ambulance, the back window, and he's like, hey, buzzer. Get Zartan to use his powers and get him to turn us into a load of choir boys. He's all, Zartan's out of it. I'll just handle it myself. And he grabs his chainsaw gun. And he cuts the front end of the cop car off. Meanwhile, in the pit, um, Tripwire, Gung Ho, and the dude that I don't know who it is, meets up with Scarlet, Snake Eyes, Quick Kick, Rakondo, and another in, in, in Torpedo. He's all, Gung Ho and Rakondo. What's Tripwire doing with you? He was just with us. And then all of a sudden, Doc's standing there. And Quick Kick's like, Doc, wasn't Tripwire standing there a second ago? And he goes, don't ask me. I just got the hair. I just got hair. 
And then uh, Ricondo is all like, Tripwire's been with us all along. Now there's two tripwires running around the pit. How many intruders are there, says Stalker. And Cutter's all like, how do we tell who's real and who's not? And then all of a sudden, guess who turns the corner? The real Doc. We got two Docs. He's like, hey, guys, that blood that blood sample I was testing has some inhuman properties, almost like a chameleon. Who's this? Why, it's you, dummy. It's like looking in a mirror. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry about that. Meanwhile, upstairs in the motor pool, the, you see the dude's camouflage leg, and there's a bunch of mechanics there, and he drops down his duffel bag, and one of the mechanics says, who in the blazes are you supposed to be? And he's all, Sergeant Slaughter reporting for duty at the pit, and here's my orders. This is the first appearance of Sergeant Slaughter, yo. Sergeant Slaughter. He's like, here's my orders. Now, if one of you boys could point me to the direction of my rack and send around the assistant CQ to wake me up at chow time. And then all of a sudden, the, one of the um, mechanics are like, nobody told us about any new um, arrivals. How those orders look clutch. Oh, dude with the beard is clutch. And he's all, anybody could fake orders. And, and uh, he's all, you think this guy is an infiltrator? Heavy metal? Heavy metal's there. And he's like, could be. Maybe we should dump his duffel out and poke around a bit. Slaughter's like, don't be doing that, son. And he's like, you going to stop me? Heavy Metal gets up takes a swing at him. Meanwhile, we're elsewhere at Eddie's Cafe where the Dreadnoughts are eating at a diner. And uh, here we go. Torch is all like, here's to the best grape soda and chocolate ice cream float I've ever tasted. That's disgusting. And he's all, do you think this... And, and then Buzzer's all like... Not Buzzer, it's the uh, Ripper. He's all like... And to think this pretty little waitress made them her, for us herself. Good looks and talent, too. Say now. And Buzzer's all like... Don't you think Zartan's been in, the wa- been in there washing his hands for an awfully long time? And Torch is all, well, maybe they were really dirty. And he's knocking on the men's room. He says, Zartan, you all right? And he opens it up. It's Zartan's gone, but it's not real Zartan. It's, it's Ripcord Zartan. And he's all, where could he be? And Zartan, Ripcord Zartan, is standing by a telephone. Remember public phones? Yep. And he's all like, just getting some air. I feel much better now. In fact, I think we should head back for Springfield. And then all of a sudden, they're walking back. And you you hear the operator on the phone saying, this is the operator. Please deposit an additional $5.75 for the call you just made to Staten Island. Boom, we're back at the pit. And they got Doc. They're holding both Docs captive. And someone's coming out of the comm league. And he's like, I just got a call from Ripcord. Zartan changed places with him back on Cobra Island. And now now Rip is on his way to Springfield with the Dreadnoughts. We're going to crack the secret of Cobra headquarters. And that means that Ripcord that was here was really Zartan. One of these Docs is a shape changer. Uh-oh, maybe I shouldn't have blurted that all out. And all of a sudden, a big flash of light. Zartan, the real Zartan, is like, now it's too late, you fool. And he's like, and then the other doc is like, this doc is turning invisible. And he, and then Zartan gets out of the grasp of the two Joes. And, he, and one of the Joes is like, he can't turn invisible. It's just a trick of camouflage. He's simply blending the oof. And then Zartan's running. He's like, yeah, that's right. Argue semantics. 
And then all of a sudden, a door swings open, and like, he's heading for the stairs again. And then who's coming by the door? Duke. He's like, all exits to the surface are sealed and guarded. We've got him, if we can only find him. Bum, bum, bum. Meanwhile, in the motor pool, Heavy Metal and Clutch and the other two dudes are laying on the ground because they just got their ass kicked by Sergeant Slaughter. How are you going to try and fight Sergeant Slaughter? He's a heavyweight champion. He was a heavyweight champion. You remember that? I do. And he's all... Slaughter's talking to him on the ground. He's like, was this some sort of tradition? Try and harass the new arrival? And they're all, oh, oh. And one of the dudes is all like, I guess you must be on the level. You could have damaged us permanently with no effort. you damn right he could have. He could put you in the Cobra Clutch. You wouldn't even know what day it is. And he's all, the pit is on security alert. There's an intruder below who's trying to escape. And he's all, Sergeant Slaughter says, so what are you doing here sitting here? Why haven't you secured every possible exit point? And and then Clutch is like, we always come come and go through the motor pool. We kind of think of it as the only way in or out. And then Heavy Metal looking at schematics. Because they keep them underneath an army poster, the schematics. You just press a button and then you know everything you need to know about G.I. Joe headquarters. So if you want top secret government information, just look underneath the uh, the army poster. There'll be a button there. Fly right up. You'll know everything you want to know about where you are. And he's like, so he goes, but it's really, it's really not. There are helicopter lifts and missile silos and ventilation ducts. And Slaughter's picking everybody up off the floor. And he goes, on your feet, soldiers. The lifted silos are too heavily armored for an escape. But the ventilation system, ventilation system, I cannot talk today. And it's making me angry. Is It's the weak, weak link. Goodbye. And he's all spread out, boys. There's just enough of us to cover the vents on that chart. He, this is how badass Sergeant Slaughter was. He beat four dudes up in the motor pool, made up an attack plan, and memorized all the schematics of the entire. Like he didn't. He's like, I know where every vent is, so I'll take this one here. You guys go there. On the staging level of the pit. We got barbecue, and he's laying down a bed of, of fire retardant foam around every doorway, leading to the surface lifts. So Zartan's footprints will show up in that stuff. Duke's just he's just blasting out orders, and then blowtorch. He said, "Put down a random flame pattern in all connecting corridors." Well, I hope he told everybody else. Blowtorch just shooting a, his blowtorch down the freaking hallway and shit, just burning up people. And he's like, "I read you, Duke." Deny the enemy passage. Oh, well, you're a smart one, too. And then we got Stalker, Quick Kick. They got all kinds of sonic, psionics, sonics, uh, radar dishes. So they could, they could hear noises and shit. And then and then one's like a, a infrared heat detector. It's online and scanning all the hallways. And then... Uh, so they got like all these playing in Roblox. Don't forget, playing old muscle and steel. Because they're going to whoop his ass. <laughs> And all of a sudden, they got everybody guarding all the vents and whatnot. And uh, all of a sudden, Invisible Zartan comes up, crosses by Gung Ho, who's by a vent. And he goes, uh, they're guarding all the vents. But that's not really a problem. And then Zartan shows up like Duke. He's all Duke. And he says, you're relieved, trooper. 
Head back to the staging area for reassignment. I'll cover this vent myself until a replacement shows up. And Gung Ho's all like, sure thing, Duke. And he's like, only one problem. Duke would never call me Trooper. He'd go by, call me by my name, Gung Ho. And Gung Ho hits him with his M16. And Zartan turns into Zartan in his, in his PJs. And he's like... And Gung Ho just starts punching him. He says, besides, we all agree no orders could be rescinded without three Joes being present to confirm the identity of Joes issuing the order. Oh, my God. And all of a sudden, there's another dude. He runs up to the real Duke, and he says, Duke, the ventilation system alarms just went off. Zartan could be anywhere in the maze of that ducting. And then all of a sudden, Duke is all like, that's it. Get all personnel up the lifts. We have to seal the whole fort. Wadsworth, move it, Joe's. And all of a sudden, the motor pool comes alive, and there's tanks, and Bazooka is in a a Jeep, and then you got Quick Kick. He's on a turbo cycle with a big-ass machine gun. And then all of a sudden, um, Duke sticks his head out of one of the Jeeps, and he says, Steeler, where's all the motor pool personnel? I wanted maximum security at the exit points. And, and, and um... Steeler just rats out Sergeant Slaughter. He's all like, Sergeant Slaughter took charge, Duke. He dispersed the guys to the air vents. And then all of a sudden, inside the ventilation systems, why do you persist on following me, Zartan, the real Zartan says? You can't win, you know. My strength is quite inhuman. And Gung Ho's like climbing up the ventilation shaft trying to, he's like, I don't know how you walked away from that pounding I gave you downstairs, but I ain't finished with you yet. And I could take whatever you could dish out. And Zartan got the hospital slippers on and kicks gung-ho in the face. And he's like, he says, Zartan says, is that so? We'll try this. And kicked him in the face. And then he's coming to another um, ventilation shaft. And uh, gung-ho's all like, it takes more than a kick in the face to stop the United States Marine Corps. Oh, and then Zartan's like, you're getting tiresome. And then Gung-Ho tackles him, and they fall through a vent. And, um, oh, my God, they land in the reading room. And there's two regular soldiers there, and they're like, goodness gracious. And the other one's like, ruffians brawling in the reading room. Well, I never. And Gung-Ho looks at him. He goes, I bet you haven't. And all of a sudden... They're running out of the chaplain's reading room, and they're all, Clarence, run and fetch somebody with authority to discipline those louts. <laughs> and he's all, forget that. I'm on sick call. I just saw one of those guys change in the mirror image of the other one. So Zartan looks like gung-ho now. So Sergeant Slaughter's walking up, and he's like, looks like I'm in the right place. Maggot. No, he didn't say that. And he's in the doorway, all silhouetted, looking cool, like Clint Eastwood cool. And then Gung Ho is all, uh, gung, the Gung Ho's are staring at him. And Sergeant Slaughter's like, at ease, troops. Which one of you guys is the imposter? Like, they're really going to tell you? Really? He went to all that trouble looking like the duty's wit so he could tell you who he is? Come on, Sarge. And they're both pointing, he is. And they both say it at the same time. Sergeant Slaughter just turns around and he, he goes, I guess we're doing it the hard way. And he just punches the gung-ho in the right in the face. And it turns out to be Zartan. And he falls down on the ground unconscious. Quick Kick is all like, well, I'm impressed. And Rakondo's all like, Sarge, how'd you know which one to deck? And Sergeant Slaughter's walking away all badass. And he says, I didn't. The odds were 50-50. I guess I was lucky, huh? Whoa. 
you know, meanwhile, the Pentagon, what the hell else is going to happen in this issue, man? General Clayton Abernathy, codenamed Hawk, who were at the Pentagon, and he's all, yes, sir, reporting as ordered, sir. And, and, and there's a council of generals and shit, and they're all like, your predecessor, General Austin, rarely appeared before this particular committee. Do you have any idea what we do? And, and Hawk's all like, I have an inkling, sir. And he's like, what do we do? He goes, you're the jugglers. When the politicians tell you to throw away troops in a fight, they don't want to win. You decide how many and who. Your job is to bear bad news and take the blame. And one of the generals is like, he's a bright one. I'll make it short. Cobra Island is now off limits of Joe activity. No covert ops, no recons, no nothing. The word, the word is down from the top. So lay off, understood? And he says, loud and clear, the end. How are they going to fight Cobra? They can't go to Cobra Island. They ain't going to know what they're going up against. Oh, my God. This was awesome. First parents, Sergeant Slaughter. Sergeant Slaughter, man, whooped my ass back in the day. It was an honor. Thank you for, for listening to another Tales from the Attic. I promise next time there'll be thunder. I'm sorry I kind of screwed that up. And don't forget, go to our sponsor dcbservice.com get your comics for a discount why pay full price don't be stupid don't be stupid anyway uh if you want you can email me at donny salvo d-o-n-n-y at yahoo.com d-o-n-n-y-s-a-l-v-o at yahoo.com all right man you guys uh take it easy and thank you very much for listening again Bye-bye.